It's the end of another week. I'm so thankful that you are staying with me in these devotions, that you're reading God's Word. I just rejoice in that because I know God is using it in your life, and I celebrate that. Today we are in Revelation chapter 8. Revelation chapter 8. And uh, here uh, we have the opening of the seventh seal. Remember back in chapter uh, chapter uh, 6 um, and so on, we, we have the, um, or chapter 5 and 6 actually, the, the seven seals. And six of them have been broken or opened in chapters 5 and 6. Then in chapter 7, we have this depiction of what happens in heaven uh, what heaven is like, our security there after the, at the second coming. And after the second coming, now in chapter 8, we have the seventh seal. Well, remember, the second coming has already happened. Chapter 8, now we have the seventh seal. What gives? The seventh seal is essentially a transition technique to the seven trumpets that follow in the other chapters. So the only thing that really happens in the seventh seal when it's opened is it, it, is, it leads into, transitions into the trumpets. So the question, the seven seals and now the seven trumpets, are these chronological events? In other words, all the events of the seven seals happen, and then there's the events of the seven trumpets. Well, some people interpret it that way. Many, many scholars do not. I do not. I don't think it's chronological that the seven trumpets follow chronologically the seven seals. Why? Well, multiple reasons. But one reason is you had with the sixth seal, the second coming. And then chapter seven, a depiction of our security in heaven. So chronologically? <laughs> no, 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 no. What, what the seven trumpets, what happens in Revelation is you have this cycle, this, this repetitive, uh, it's, it's, it's like, the, the, seven, the six seals tell us about life on earth and the second coming. And then the seven trumpets repeat that process and just give us additional insight through additional images of life on earth and the second coming. So it's like a reiteration of the same, same truth, same events, just with additional insights and encouragement. So it's not a chronological. Don't, don't read it like you're trying to read a history book. And the, 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 the first chapter of the history book goes back to whenever the hist that particular book starts. And then the later you go into the book, you get into later history. No, that's not revelation. That's not how it works. It's, it's just a reinforcement. There's this, there's this repetitive nature, this cyclical nature to the images, to the, to the, to the revelation. So with that being said, uh, the seven trumpets do essentially the same thing the seven seals do. Describe life on earth prior to the second coming, and uh, then uh, the, second, uh, the second coming. And this will make more sense um, um, as we get forward. In chapter 8, four of the trumpets sound, okay? Uh, and they, they depict, and you, you, we don't have time to read it all, but these four trumpets that sound in, in chapter 8 depict life on earth. They, they depict things like uh, uh, natural disasters, Death that causes great suffering on the earth, just like the you know the the first four uh, seals in Revelation five, um, and and this will make more sense when we get to chapter nine on on Monday. But here's the devotional thought today: 
Um, look at verses three through six. I love this image. He says, another angel, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm in, I read the wrong one here. Uh, yeah, chapter eight, verse three, yeah. Another angel came and stood at the altar holding a golden censer and much incense was given to him so that he might add it to the prayers of all the saints on the golden altar, altar which was before the throne. And the smoke of the incense with the prayers of the saints went up before God out of the angel's hand. And the angel took the censer and filled it with the fire of the altar and threw it to the earth. And there followed peals of thunder and sounds and flashes of lightning and an earthquake. Um, earlier in Revelation, the prayers of the saints are before the throne. Here, you have this, uh, you have this, uh, this censer um, that has the prayers in it, but incense was added to it. So we'd already had depicted earlier that while we're living life on earth, our prayers are ascending to the throne of heaven. Here we get an additional note, an additional truth added to it. So our prayers are in that, in that, in, in, in that uh, container before the throne. But, God, but the angel adds to it also this, this, this incense. And the, the incense um, and the prayers are before God. And God's response is that he fills that same censer with fire from the altar, which is then thrown down as his judgment and wrath on the earth. What's the, what's the point? Is that our prayers are always before the throne, always before the Lord. But our prayers also affect things on the earth. And that God does throw down judgment at times on the earth in response to our prayers that ascend to his throne. What we find, um, and you'll see this real clear in Revelation 9 on Monday, is that sometimes the, the calamities on earth are, not always, sometimes they're just a natural byproduct of sin, but sometimes they are the direct result of God judging sinful humanity in response to the prayers of his suffering people. And that's one of the teachings of Revelation 8. So if you're in one of those churches in Asia, the Roman province, or today Western Turkey, that <clears throat> in the first century were being persecuted for their faith, and you read this, in the midst of my suffering, you would say, my prayers are going to the throne and God is going to throw down judgment in response to it. I'm staying true. I'm staying true to Jesus Christ. That's the message of Revelation 8. God bless you. See you Sunday in church and then Monday with another devotion.